Hi, I'm Rebecca Rosen, a spiritual medium and best-selling author. Welcome to my podcast, Small, Medium, at Large. Although small in stature, I've been taking on the big and unusual job of talking to the dead for over 20 years. I serve as a messenger for spirit, helping people to connect to their departed loved ones and guides, while also encouraging them to strengthen their own intuition. I cannot believe that we are at the end of the first season of Small Medium at Large. I've had so much fun doing these episodes and continuing our spiritual journeys together. We are all here to learn and grow, and I hope that the messages from my friends, colleagues, and guides, and especially the messages from me to you, have inspired you and comforted you in that process. So, for this last episode, I wanted to share a spirit talk that I gave earlier this year at one of my Rebecca Rosen live online events. This spirit talk is basically a mini teaching around the work we can do from the inside out to raise our vibration, feel better, and connect with spirit. It represents the messages that we've been discussing all season, and so I thought it was the perfect way to combine what we've learned together, myself included, in the last few months. All of my guests throughout this season have imparted their own wisdom on what we can do on a daily basis to stay grounded, present, and connected. So this episode will also combine the biggest takeaways from my conversations with them. My goal in doing this work is to always make it a to be continued. And that's exactly what this episode is. My intention is that you can take all of this information and the inspiration from so many great friends, mediums, and teachers to continue your own journey from a place of faith and trust that you are not alone, that you are divinely guided in this human experience and that you have the power to co-create your destiny. Raising our vibration. This is something that I think we can all relate to. You know, we're still settling into this new year. Um, Some of us might be struggling, okay? And that's completely understandable. I've been working with a lot of people lately. It's like 2020 is over, but it doesn't feel like it's over. Um, You know, a lot of the challenging energy and elements are still in place. as we, you know, as we move forward and 2020, let's be honest, it took its toll on most of us, myself included. Um, you know, especially if you're, you're an empath, I have a feeling, and I got this hit in my meditation today. There's a bunch of you on this call who are very intuitive, very psychic, maybe even are psychics. Um, uh, but very, a lot of empaths. Okay. And, um, if you're an empath, what happens is you're extra sensitive to outside energy. So you start sponging up the outside energies, the frenetic energy of the world. Okay. Um, you know, anxiety, any negativity, it may not be yours and you can't help but take it on. Um, so it could be COVID. It could be other health issues. It could be relationship issues, financial issues, the politics. I mean, that is enough said, (laughs) Um, and then just general anxiety and and fear. Okay. So we're still feeling the effects of it and we're trying to figure out how do we move past it? How do we transform that? So, all right. So I'm very religious about my prayer and meditation practice when it comes to my clients. I am, I've not been so good about it personally. Okay. And there's a difference. So meaning before I work with anyone, whether it's a private reading or my groups, I am very certain to sit down and to get out of the way. 
okay? To be a pure channel for you guys, to remove my ego as much as I can, to connect to spirit, to ask that the highest energies come through, right? That's my practice. And then at the end of my day, after working with clients, I have to release it. Because again, at being an empath, I will take it home if I don't. I'm really good about that. So lately I've been really bad. 2020, it was really bad because there was so much going on and I felt like I needed to get home and be with my kids. And so I didn't, um, you know, do the spiritual hygiene, so to speak, that I really needed to do. So it caught up with me. And by the end of the year, I mean, last month I was so run down and I was very low vibe after my kids. So it was kind of cranky, <laughs> but, um, I recognize that. And it's, I'm big about being responsible for the energy that you bring into a space or into anything. And so um, the message I hear all the time from the spirits, and we probably will hear it tonight because I'm talking about it. So spirit reminds us that if we don't put ourselves first, okay, our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual needs, we then cannot show up 100% for anyone else because you can't give what you don't already have within you, right? So not only is it not selfish to you know, make self-care a number one priority, it's a necessity and it's our responsibility, okay? That's what I know. And we need to do that in order to show up for the people in our lives and to fulfill our purpose. So- for the new year, I set the intention. I am going to focus on self-care and good spiritual hygiene. And I asked myself in meditation, what does that look like? And what I heard my guide say was, you need to focus on raising your vibe. Okay, so everything is energy, right? Everything, energy doesn't die. It just vibrates at different frequencies. There's the lower frequencies that are resonate with fear and the higher frequencies that resonate with love. And um, so what this looked or looks like, I'm still in my January practice and hopefully on, um, this looks like number one, intention. Intention's everything, okay? Energy follows intention. So my intention being, I am going to raise my vibe. And the second thing, what does that mean? It means doing things that light you up. So things that bring me joy, energize me, make me feel good, make me feel free. Okay, so raising our vibe, it really is a mind, body, spirit practice. And, you know, that comes down to, okay, so body, healthy diet and exercise. Those are obvious things. Um, getting into nature. Nature is huge. You'll hear spirit talk about, you know, they found God through nature, okay? And you may feel that too because of all the negative ions out there that clear your energy. Um, music. My group reading on Tuesday, it was amazing, but music, there were like three musicians or songwriters on the group call, and then everyone else seemed to have a music connection, but music's a high frequency. And for all of us, you know, different music resonates, but it's an instant way to shift your mood and shift your energy. Energy work and body work. I'm a huge believer in this. Um, it really does help sometimes to have an objective healer. Um, or like my chiropractor lately, I've been going to him and he's really moving my energy and helping me. Um, and so maybe, you know, seeking out some professional help if you need that. Um, another way is connecting with certain family or friends. Okay. Not the ones who trigger you, but the ones who make you feel supported and loved and let you vent. Um, and then speaking of venting journaling, 
this has been my huge practice that I fell out of, but I'm back into it now. I sit down and I at my computer and I do automatic writing. Okay. I, that's how I dump my feelings. I get it off my chest and I feel better. And then half the time, it's not just me. It's them. Then at that point, my guides or my dad, they start talking back to me through my writing. Okay. So on January 1st, I decided to return to my daily practice of getting spiritually dressed for the day. If you've read my books, I know in Spirited, and I think in another one, I can't remember at this point, but I talk about this. And getting spiritually dressed, it's really about managing your energy. And it takes five seconds or five minutes or however long you want to put into that. It does not take a whole lot of time. But I decided to do that and with the intention of I'm going to get spiritually dressed to raise my vibration. So I did a combination of everything I just said to you, and I've been doing it every day. And I haven't told anybody about this, by the way. I hadn't. That will be relevant in a moment. So what I would do is just lie in bed. I would take a few minutes and I would pray and I would talk to them and I'd say, be with me and I need to feel you and I need you to give me this or the strength or courage or what if, whatever it was I felt I needed for that day. So that prayer is us talking to spirit and inviting them in. Then I would meditate again for five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was I needed. And um, I set the intention to raise my vibe. I I personally like music that has the binaural beats or the solfeggio frequencies. Those really speak to me. Um, and so I always do it with something, you know, in the background like that. And then at the end of my days, um, I call my energy back. Because what happens is, as we go through our day, we get fragmented, right? We're always showing up and giving out energy. But at some point, uh, uh, your energy is out there. You feel very disoriented or um, low low energy, um, you know, imbalanced. And so anytime I know I feel that way, I am not grounded and I need to call my energy back. So I do that just by intention and meditation. And then finally, gratitude. This has been a big one. You know, gratitude is one of the highest frequencies there is. And counting your blessings, I'm sure there's a thousand things we could be frustrated with or bothered by or whatever, but don't put your energy toward that. Shift it and just find one thing. We can all find one thing in the moment to be grateful for. And what I do is I journal it. Okay. Journaling. One of my dear friends, Laura, who might be on this call, gave me this awesome gift. It was called a year of gratitude. And um, so that was my kind of wink from above saying, use it, which I haven't. I love it. Um, Okay. And then what, so one other thing I would say about that, you guys, sometimes when I meditate, I have had either too much coffee or I'm too amped up about something. I cannot sit and meditate. Okay. Setting myself up for failure. So instead, what I do is I go for a walk outside even if it's around my office building, okay? Um, Because that's moving meditation. So just figure out what works for you. There's no right or wrong way to do this. So the key to raising our vibe ultimately comes down to getting out of your head, the mind thoughts and dropping into your heart, okay? So when we're in our hearts, um, then we are more able to connect with our intuition because that is where our feelings are our guidance, okay? So then we have to consciously make the choice to show up in our lives and choose to live consciously from that heart-centered place. The fastest way, like I just said, to get to raise your frequency is to get into a place of gratitude, appreciation. So when you can just appreciate the now moment and be present, 
you will immediately feel a shift. Um, okay, so when okay, so when we get present, we naturally release all the things that are weighing on us, right? And if we want our vibe to be high, well, we want our vibe to be high. Um, that's the only way that we're going to connect with spirit and our own intuition. And so if you do this long enough over time, you change your vibrational set point, okay, to a higher frequency. And that's where the law of attraction comes in. Um, okay, so I started this practice January 1. A few days in, my husband looked at me and out of nowhere, he said to me, um, he noticed a change in my, in my energy and something felt different. And he felt, he said it felt very magnetic and he just wanted to be around me. <laughs> I hope he always wants to be around me. But anyways, um, I thought that was really interesting. And then I told him, I said, well, for me, that's amazing validation that what I'm doing is working. But the best validation you guys was that for no apparent reason, I just felt lighter and happier. Nothing changed outside of me. But internally, I was finding a higher vibe of joy and peace and just acceptance of what is. Okay, so if this resonates with you and you want to raise your vibe, okay, which I'm assuming you do because you would not be, you would not be on this call tonight if you didn't. You were drawn to this um, because you're matching that same frequency, okay? Um, if you want to attract positive people, situations, manifest your dreams, okay? then you have to work on from the inside out, okay? It's again, managing your own energy, raising your vibe, find a daily practice. I highly recommend prayer, meditation, and a gratitude practice. But you have to figure out what works for you. So whatever that is, whatever it is that brings you joy, lights you up, energizes you, just do more of that, okay? You know, we're right. really interesting times, to mm -hmm. say the least. And there's a lot of fear and a lot of doubt and uncertainty in the world. Um, what advice would you give listeners um, on things that they can do to stay in a place of faith and trust um, or any like tools or practices you do daily to stay grounded and out of fear and keep your vibe high? Well, I try to uh, get out of the house and go for a walk or something, just do some exercise or something to release all that pinned up stuff that we have inside. Um, I, in the morning before I get out of bed, I usually uh, pray and thank God for the, the good things that I have in my life and to protect my family and things like that. So just, I think being in touch with yourself and your higher being, whatever, whoever it may be. I just think reaching out to them and having someone to talk to so you don't feel like you're alone right. um, is helpful. Um, yeah. So I, I think, oh. yeah. So it's finding ways that work for you, you know, individually, because we're all wired differently and there's not yeah. a one size fits all, but to stay grounded yes. um, and connected, right? Yes. And also do something to get your mind off of it. Play a game with the family. You know, I haven't played Parcheesi in probably 35 years. And my, my son and daughter are home with me now. Um, so we like play Parcheesi. It's just fun. It's a family time. It's take advantage of this. We all have to stay at home right now. So take advantage and spend right. more time with the family and do fun things. You know, another silver lining, uh, myself included, right? It's like, 
we're forced to change the way we do things. And for me, I'm not traveling. So I'm staying home with my kids and I've loved every second of it. Yes. You know, so much so that I, even if things go back to normal, whatever that is, um, I don't know that I will, you know, yes, it's pretty amazing. And the other thing is, I think just being present, you know, when we're present, we're not in our head worrying about what's next, the future. Yes. Or in lost in thought about the past, regrets, you know, guilt, shame. Yes. So I think that's a great point is just do things that bring you joy in the now, keep you present, mm-hmm. right? And that right there keeps you in a place of love and out of fear. Yes. And stay positive. Yeah. It's mind over matter, right? It's so true that our thoughts create a reality. What you think about expands law of attraction. Um, so is there anything else that you want to talk about or share that, you know, you would want listeners to hear to, to deepen that faith over fear? Well, I, I think that I would leave with the message that the more we, and you said this actually, the more we strengthen our spiritual condition, the more we strengthen our own faith, the easier life becomes really. We will be going through difficult times, but we can know where to turn. We can rely on our higher power. We can rely on the spiritual guidance that's available to us. We can have fun with the messages that we receive from the universe. We can trust that we're being guided even when we don't know the outcome yet or the timeline. But we can stay. There's this beautiful message from A Course in Miracles. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. Mm. You have that strength of spiritual faith. You can wait without anxiety because that certainty is what sets in. So I I really think that that's what we're talking about here today, that the message for anyone listening or watching is right now, no matter what, this is the most valuable time to really strengthen your faith so that you can live with some greater sense of certainty and relax. You. What would you like to leave listeners with that would empower them to open up and trust their own spirits, you know, connections and guidance? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to give you what I tell my whole com- my my community now um, on, on my membership. I always say before you, as soon as you now remember every night when you go to bed, someone freaked out about this recently. When you go to bed at night, your body falls asleep, the physical body, but your spirit goes to the other side to regenerate just like the body. And someone's like, you mean we die? No. These people's like, in a sense, yes, but no, you're still connected by that cord. Um, and you, you come back from that beautiful place, that sleep. And what do we do? Most people have a phone beside their bed. I don't. All right. And they reach the, their foot hasn't even touched the floor yet. And they're already into their technology. They just scroll Instagram, Facebook yeah. message. So before you do that, before you read, do that, I always say, put your hands on your heart. I am soul. One word to start your day. Cause you know, this Rebecca, how you, the first thought you have in the morning is going to reflect how your day goes. Are you going to say, Oh, damn, another Monday or yes, another Monday. Start off with one word. First, I am soul. Because you're gently coming back. And you could use the word love, peace, forgiveness, abundance. Start that. So instead of going from that beautiful place of sleep and being thrown into technology, into the physical world, because we forget we even have a spirit or soul. So instead of reaching for your outer technology, reach for your inner technology. 
I love John that. Holland copyright. <laughs> yes, that that is mine. Yeah. John Holland, you have so many catchy phrases. I love it. Yeah. So what is it? Before you reach for your outer technology, reach for your inner technology. technology. Yeah. I love that so much. You know, that goes hand in hand with something I teach. And I always say, you know, right when you wake up, spend those first five minutes and get spiritually dressed for the day. Put that bubble wrap, put that big protective bubble around you, ground yourself, hook up to source. And so we are in crazy times right now. And I think people are desperate for some hope and just some reassurance that everything's going to be okay. And how do I get through this gracefully? And Mm -hmm. what do you tell your clients when they feel ungrounded and anxious? I tell them that, first of all, don't try and fight your your anxiousness. Um, Allow yourself to work through that with your guides. If it's your spiritual toolbox is your own, if it's breath work, if it's meditation, if it's writing, find a go-to exercise, walking, listening to music, whatever that may be, just to help out with that anxiousness. And then the other thing is what I have been telling people is let's honor the moment as well in its stillness. Um, we are at, we are at a moment when we can we really are being forced to sit with ourselves, aren't we? And really trying to understand what that means. And so if you are having a question of what what am I going to do? What's my service? How am I going to manifest that? This is a great time to do that. It's a great time to put forth in writings and manifestations and soul contracts what it is that you want to put out there into the world. And so trying to tell people to honor that. I mean, I I always describe it to people like when my kids were little, I mean, this my daughter is going to be 29 years old. So when when my kids went to summer camp, it was a long time ago, and there wasn't internet, there wasn't emails, you know, it was, they would write a letter, you know, on stationery that I would send pre-addressed and they would send them home to me. So I would put them on a bus and they would go to camp in Northern Michigan. And um, I would wait, I would run to my mailbox every day. And about four days later, or three days later, I would get my first letter that would say, dear mom and dad, I'm here. They served tomato soup and grilled cheese for lunch. My counselor's names are so, these are the people who are in my bunks and I love you. And then all of a sudden I could relax and I could enjoy the peace of knowing there's someplace else, but they're in a good place and I could relax. So when I have a reading, like a message from you, like that night, I tell people it's like getting a letter from camp. I can relax because I know she's okay. She's not with me, but she's very okay. What a beautiful way to explain that. Thank you for sharing that because that's exactly what it is. That is what it is. And, And I know it's okay then. And I can be okay if she's okay. You know, in sharing that, if you were to share one spiritual tool out of your spiritual toolbox with all of the listeners who um, are having a hard time right now, feeling that high vibrational energy, feeling connected to something bigger. What, what would that be? What do you do to raise your vibe? I I do a a whole host of things and I've kind of gotten to a routine of a few things and I, you know, I could go on for a whole long list, but you know, my biggest things are, uh, when I first wake up in the morning, I, I go right into a prayer. I'm, I'm not even out of bed yet. You know, I, I have a lot to be grateful for. And, and I start listing them and I get very specific with, with what I'm grateful and thankful for. And, and after my prayer, I start stretching, you know, I, I'm in my mid forties now. So 
Um, you know, I, I like to be active and stretching for me. It gives me that extra time to sit and meditate and, and set some intentions through the day yeah. that I want to accomplish. And then after that, I, I uh, smudge or, you know, I use sage to kind of clean that negative energy. Uh, I, I try to eat clean. More importantly, I also try to move move, whether it's, you know, inside my place or outside being bonded with nature, taking a walk, uh, riding my bike, whatever it may be. And, and then how I end my day uh, is usually taking a long salt bath. You know, I have a, I take a long bath with salt. So I'll even light a candle, uh, some essential oils, and it gives me, you know, a good hour or so to sit and meditate and process how my day was. And, and just, again, going back to the being grateful and then I end my day in prayer. And I would say those are my core things that I have to do every single day or else I get in that little funk that I don't like to be in. Yes. What would you share if you had like one go-to tool that you guys use when you feel anxious or afraid? Because let's be honest, we're all going through it at different times right now. Yeah. What would that tool be? Um, My go-to tool is is what I use every single day with myself and with my clients is that number one, it's meditation, but meditation is sometimes a really big word and it's a loaded word. So let's erase that word. (laughs) Um, And the idea of sitting with yourself and anxiety, like I said, in my podcast, anxiety is like a little child wanting your attention. So what would you do if your child was crying or anxious herself? You would go to her. And he would say, what's wrong? How are you feeling? And so literally what the work I do is through these visualizations and I do it with myself every day is I go to myself and I literally ask myself, I breathe and I say to myself, where are you feeling this anxiety in your body? And then I open to that anxiety instead of running, I open it and I start to breathe in and I really let myself feel the fullness of it. And then I speak out loud and I say all the reasons why I'm feeling anxiety. It's like popping the balloon. You know, when something's so scary, it gets bigger and bigger. When you face it and just say, this is why I feel anxious and I'm scared because, and, you know, et cetera, then you're giving a voice to it. Sometimes you can imagine anxiety sitting in the chair next to you. You know, sometimes you can put like a doll or a bear next to you on the chair and say, and imagine if it had words, what would it say? Mm. Just really opening your chest, your heart and saying, this is how I feel. And it does pop the balloon of those intense emotions. And then you can find your journey and your pathway to spirit. Mm. Because I don't know about you or your listeners, but my pathway to spirit is often blocked with strong emotions or triggers. Right. Once I feel it, it's like that pathway is right there and I can feel myself enter in. That would be my number one tool. It really works. You just have to practice. It does work. In a session you and I had a while ago, you told me I'm really good at ignoring my feelings. And um, you said when you drive home from work to your house, if you're feeling anxious or angry, just scream in the car, talk to your guides or and I do it. That's like my ritual now. It's like <laughs> I just start great. venting. And by the time I get home, I feel a lot lighter and yeah. move, I move that energy. Yeah, so, that's exactly what it is. Thank you for the great advice. Sure. Yeah. I just, I just went walking with your husband yesterday morning. We just had this conversation. So, um, really? Yeah. So we were talking about um, anxiety is constriction. That's what it is. Or, you know, everything gets smaller and, and we feel like we're 
you can't breathe. I mean, literally, you lose your breath. And so that's Kabbalistic. And Kabbalah says the opposite of, of constriction is expansion. So we have to find ways to expand. And so, you know, I always, in my own life, I don't do, I don't share anything with anybody that I don't live. And for me, it's always about realizing that I'm in constriction. I'm getting smaller. I'm good. Fear. Fear right. makes us small. And so I'm going to take back my space. You know, Dr. Frankel says, um, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our growth and our freedom. And so when something happens to us, stimulus, we're just going to react. Our job is to make that space between our re, uh, what happens and our response bigger. And so I call it expanding the space. And I, in my own life, and help other people, okay, before you react, that's okay. We're going to find ways to bring mindfulness, meditation, expansion practices to your life so you can take back your power. So you don't have to feel like an animal and staring in the headlights, right. not knowing what to do and losing your breath. And, you know, home your power starts with breathing. And one of the things you do is to become mindful of your breath. These are obvious things, but we need people outside of us to remind ourselves of these things. Yes. And I, I don't know about you guys, but how often do you find yourself not breathing? You know, I'll stop and be like, wow, I just need to center. And to find that stillness and that center, you need to get present through your breath. It's power. It's, yes. It really it's is. Power. It's only your power. Yeah, it really does. You think about it, how easy, what a free tool breathing is. It's it's right here right. with you. And we do often lose it at that first step of anxiety. And really, when you breathe, you're moving your digestion. You're moving your chakras. You're aligning your your spirits, you're doing so many things that we're unaware of. It's that first step into releasing anxiety. It's also a spiritual practice. Like nobody thinks of it. They think of it as a physiological function. Like the Hebrew right. the Kabbalistic word for breath and soul are the same. We are mm -hmm. actually souling ourselves up when we're breathing, right? We're spiritual, you know, we're being spiritual when we're conscious of our breath. It right. doesn't have to be so out there kind of woo-woo. It's really in us, waiting for us. You're right, right. And our point of power is in the now. And, you know, the, I, for me, the anxiety comes when I'm not present, I'm not breathing, I'm thinking or worrying about the future, or I'm regretting or dwelling in the past. And so when I find myself doing that, I just stop. I come back because my guides keep saying, just breathe, just be. And so I just keep coming back to those two things. Easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. but. For sure. I mean, I think to summarize that, like the next step of that is to just be means finding your stillness and your silence. And we're not used to doing that in a really busy world. And so really finding that silence and calming your nervous system, you might find when you start being still that you have a hard time holding still and you want to jump from one thing to another. And that's part of the anxiety. And we all have it, especially right now. And just to have compassion with yourself and practice, you know, like what B said, right. spirituality is about, it's building a muscle. It's using it in your whole life. And if you want to build muscles, you go to the gym and you work with a trainer and you do weights and you do cardio. And if you want to be a spiritual person, then you practice and you build that spiritual muscle. You know, so what advice would you give listeners? Because I know there's so many people struggling right now who are lonely, they're desperate, they, they're in doubt. Um, and they really need some hope and faith, um, whether it's about finding love or purpose or whatever it is. What advice would you give? Look for evidence so you can start trusting. 
because this is really all about the trust. It really it, is. It really is. And then when you see the evidence, I now lo- no longer question it. I know I have a team. I-, I was in family court in a situation that, you know, I had one of the top 10 lawyers and, and he said, this is, I've never seen a case turn out like this. There were things that happened that, that were, in, that I couldn't explain. It was divinely orchestrated and uh, it worked out where I was told by everyone, I've never seen this happen. So if I, you know, you have to, and also be open to the sign and acknowledge it. Don't explain it away when you see it and then you get more and more and more and more and, and don't talk yourself out of it. Right. Just be open to it. You don't have to, you know, just all of a sudden go, you know, there's a blue jay. It must be my mother. And then you, you, you don't have to do things. Just find the truth. Right. Look for the truth and look for evidence and you will start seeing things. Believe it's, just believe it's possible. I would love to talk just for a moment on your thoughts on what a lot of people are calling the ascension process as we move through these crazy times from third dimension to fourth and fifth. Um, Mm -hmm. Any thoughts you have on that that would help people listening to this on how they can move forward with grace and ease and less pain and struggle? Well, first thing, always ask for grace and ease. You have to ask. What you ask for, you receive. And sometimes it might not be as easy as you were hoping for, but that's okay. That's by design. Um, Again, everything happens for our growth and our um, expansion, our ascension. We embody, our purpose is to embody as spirits having a human experience so that we can ascend. And so it's almost like um, my partner, Casey Crown, who we do well soul workshops, she, she says, let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because actually that discomfort is, is again, it's information. So the sooner we dial in to that information and say, why am I having this experience? Spirit, show me the way. What am I to know so that I can move forward with ease and grace Mm -hmm. and then trust the information. And that's the work that you do. And that's the work that I do with people is asking those questions, supporting people in the divine light, co-creating together, asking, okay, what are we to know here? Okay. Now I got the message. I got the message that I was supposed to know that I am different, but that I am unique in who I am and that I am worthy of being heard and seen. Now you want to talk about being different. I'm an energy healer and a clairvoyant. I better have gotten comfortable with being different. All of those experiences being teased by people, you know, when I was in first grade, third grade, fifth grade for braces, you know, and then being, having attention for, you know, all of a sudden I get my braces off and now I'm cute. Right. And then getting all that attention and that made me feel uncomfortable too. Like I don't want to, now everyone's paying attention to me for it's a good reason, but it still makes me feel less than like now I'm not smart enough. So I kept, it's like, I don't know which way to turn here. How do I escape this? Well, it was all for my education. Right. So I could be comfortable now and who I am. It took me a lot longer to learn the lesson. So what I want to say to people is, Let's try to wake up a little sooner. Don't be afraid of feeling uncomfortable. It's information. Right. Conflict can be constructive. Just don't play to win. Play to learn. 
how can this, right? Play to learn. I always said this to my, and trust me, I get angry and I I don't follow this all the time either because I'm learning. And and the other thing is, if anybody tells you they're walking on water, Mm. I I don't know know about that. Let me know if you meet someone like that. I'd like to meet them. I always say I'm the guinea pig walking through this. You know, we're not immune to this just because we have figured out our our talent and what we're here to share with the world. But we all go through the same thing. No, but it's that stillness. When we when you do this work, what you do is you buy yourself time. You're not reacting to everything. Now you're going to respond and you're going to sit still. And that doesn't mean that you, everyone has a green light to give people the silent treatment either. When you find yourself in a conflict, it's saying, Hey, I don't want to respond to you right now in a way that dishonors me or you. I need stillness. Just give me some time and then let's meet together. So we can, we can learn and grow from this, that, that these times can create this time right now, especially can create intimacy rather than destroy us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you find it, what I find interesting about the ascension process is this, heaven, if you want to call it heaven or the divine realm, is a frequency. It is a frequency that is electromagnetic beings. We want to match because in the, that moment, that heavenly moment, there is nothing but love mm-hmm. and kindness and compassion and joy. And we all can have moments of that, but what we're trying to ascend to is where we can hold that frequency for eternity, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're striving for. When people are like, well, what are we ascending toward? We're ascending toward that place in which we have stillness. Mm. And in that stillness, we're in the knowing that we are love. We remember Ascending is about remembering that I am love. Yes. And and that in all things there is love. And that that's what I believe is happening to us right now. We're being shaken to our core and we're being asked, which way are you gonna go? Right. Exactly. And the veil is thinning. And so more and more of us are starting to wake up to the fact that this is an option and that we um can rise up and out of the muck, you know, that we're all feeling. Right. So well, we're also programmed, Rebecca, that we have, we're, we, there's so much programming in our space, other people's wow. ideas, other people's desires for us, our, our judgments that we hold about ourselves and others. This is a time for us to start to deprogram, mm. to let go of all of those thoughts, those feelings that are in the shadow that are lies that are programming us that aren't in the truth of who we are right and right and by truth I don't mean honesty I don't mean I like you know that's a pretty blouse you're wearing that's honest but I mean truth like I know that I'm love I'm sitting in compassion I know right now that when I speak to somebody, I'm going to try to speak from a place of honor and regard for them and for myself. But no matter what they do or say to me, I'm going to stay in my honor and regard. That's living your truth. Not telling someone that you think that they're wrong or, you know, mean or a jerk or 
not intelligent or whatever the terrible things that we tend to go to with people, but that we stay in honor and say, you know what, because I'm honorable and I regard me, I'm going to stay that way no matter what comes at me. And that's the process in which we ascend from. And that's being the light. We're just Mm -hmm. being that example. And that light is contagious and hopefully starts to create a ripple effect. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Small Medium at Large. To register for one of my Rebecca Rosen live online events or virtual small group readings, and to sign up for my newsletter, please visit my website, rebeccarosen.com. There you will also find additional resources for your spiritual journey, including my self-guided courses, books, and blog videos. You can also follow me on social media by searching at Medium Rebecca Rosen on Facebook and Instagram. As always, wishing you brightest blessings and all love.